0: coming at you again hey remember Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 man cannot live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God praise God for another opportunity to share with you in a few moments the living word of God and once again you can reach me at questions at willyourepent.com questions at willyourepent.com My toll-free number is 1-855-845-6799 That's 1-855-845-6799 Hey, what I want to talk to you about in this segment is the call to holiness The call to holiness When we talk about holiness what are we talking about? Exactly. What is holiness? Holiness, to be holy, is to be set apart. And it is one of the many attributes of our Lord. As a matter of fact, it says in Leviticus, the 19th chapter, in the second verse, God, through Moses, is commanding the people to be holy as I am holy. In other words... Simply put, they're supposed to emulate the God that they are worshipping. They're to emulate and copy the God that delivered them out of uh, Egyptian bondage. And then after that, shortly after that, it reads that they're not supposed to set up false gods or worship metal gods in place of the true and living God. So the word holiness or holy has definitely in today's um, uh, today's um, I guess culture has a bad rap is what I'm trying to say because when a person that is not aware of the biblical definition of holiness they look at it negatively when a person is is trying to live right trying to live upright before the Lord and trying to please God a person looks at that oh you're trying to be holy or you're a holy roller or something like that and they give it a negative connotation they give it the idea that a person is trying to act like they're better than everyone else so it's, it's given the back of the hand the word holy or holiness is getting smacked upside the head so to speak and it is negative from the secular or worldly point of view and it's anything but that I mean a a biblical definition of holiness is one who is set apart one who is living godly as a matter of fact holiness is so essential and so important to the Christian faith that I want to read for you what um, it says in Ephesians chapter 1 and you give me a moment and I'm going to go over there right fast Ephesians chapter 1 and it says this I'll start with verse 1 and I'm reading in the New International Version says Paul an Apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus the faithful in Christ Jesus grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ says Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Now, this is the um, verse I really wanted to concentrate on. Verse 4 it says, For he chose us, talking about the Lord, in him, in him being in Christ, before the creation of the world. Listen to this. This is why we've been chosen. This is the reason why we're in the kingdom of God. This is the reason why we're Christians to be holy and blameless in his sight. Did you get that? For he chose us in him before the creation of the world or before the foundation of the world or before the world was created to be holy and blameless in his sight. So holiness is absolutely essential for the true child of God. And so if you are listening to this and you are a Christian and perhaps you have lost your perspective you have your train is going off the rails so to speak because you have forgotten why you were saved and that does happen to all of us we allow uh the world and secularism and humanism and our own evil uh worthless desires sometimes creep in and they distort the reason why we came to the Lord Jesus Christ in the first place that is the verse that you need to um, to put in your um, in your data bank in your memory bank You know, hide it in your heart as the psalmist said so that he might not sin against the Lord Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 it says that that we've been chosen in, in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in him that is very very powerful as a matter of fact there's another verse of scripture that talks about uh, in Hebrews chapter 12 and I want to read that one to you this one's very key too Hebrews chapter 12 and if I am correct it is the 14th verse chapter 12 chapter 12 let's go to verse 14 it says this in Hebrews chapter 12 it says Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, listen to this, no one will see the Lord. Now, it's important that I qualify that because obviously when it's talking about no one will see the Lord, we know that in judgment everybody would see the Lord, but not everybody's going to see the Lord favorably. Not everybody's going to see the Lord as their Savior, as the Deliverer. Most of the world... Sadly, to say will see the Lord as their judge and as their ultimate executioner because of their refusal to be holy and because they have rejected the Lord Jesus Christ the only way to soul salvation so Peter as a matter of fact in his first epistle in the 16th verse he quotes from Leviticus chapter 19 verse 2 once again remembering that it's important that we understand that Scripture interprets Scripture, and Peter borrowed uh, the Word of God from Moses some fourteen hundred years in the past and he's, and he said, "For it is written, Be holy, for I am holy, and once again that is what we have been brought into the kingdom to be holy people, in other words, holy people do what God has commanded them to do we live a life of holiness we live a life that is separate from the world in the sense that we don't do what they do we do what God has commanded us to do I mean what we did prior to our salvation is what the world is doing currently now and that's why the world is cascading quickly into eternal destruction and so since we've been saved from that we are no longer to live unholy but we are to live holy lives let me go to a passage of scripture in Romans chapter 6. And this is, and if you have never read the book of Romans, that is something you need to put on your list to read sooner than later. And let me, uh, matter of fact, before I do that, I'm going to go to the end of chapter 5 of Romans. And it says this verse 21. So that just as sin reigned in death so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and then chapter 6 verse 1 says this what shall we say then shall we go on sinning that grace may increase by no means we are those who have died to sin how can we live in it any longer or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death and we were buried therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too may live a listen to this new life All right, a new life verse 5 for if we have been united with him in a death like this we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his for we know that our old self listen to this our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin now if we die with Christ I'm in verse 8 chapter 6 of Romans now if we die with Christ we believe that we also live with him and I'll stop there so the apostle Paul who is the um Author of the book of Romans makes it very clear that now that we have been um, saved and that we are now living lives that are supposed to be holy, we can't do what we did before. As a matter of fact, the Spirit of God is dwelling inside of us, so we cannot continue to live a life of unrighteousness. I mean, everything is new. Remember what the Word of God says. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new and all things are of God. So we have to believe that. And if we believe the Word of God is absolutely true and it says what it means and it means what it says, then we have to live a transformed life. And... Here's the wonderful part about it. We don't have to do it alone. We have the resident teacher. We have the resident power, the Holy Spirit working in us to cause us to live a life of holiness, a life that pleases God. Now, understand this. That does not mean it's a life that is sinless or a life that is uh, perfect. We're still incapable of doing that because we're still in this flesh and blood body, which has not been redeemed yet. Our body has not received its glorification or its salvation yet that is yet future but that is a a um, absolute future promise that will be fulfilled one day so but we do have the power and the ability to live a righteous life I mean remember what Philippians chapter 2 verses 12 and 13 says, says um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who is in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure so there is a um a synergism going on there we're working in harmony with the spirit of god to do the things that god has put us on this earth to do and in going back to the first uh, passage that i read ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says says we've been chosen in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless so if you believe that you got saved just so that you can say i'm saved and you got it for the sake of fire insurance and when i started podcasting in the beginning i did a um a small little uh podcast on the fire insurance christian you may want to look that up so you can so you can uh, listen to it then you have missed a point we don't get saved so that we can just sit on our hands and say I'm saved I'm going to heaven and then live a life of uh, hell and live a life of sinfulness that is um, uh, most likely a strong indication that the person does not know the Lord and they need to examine themselves according to 2nd Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 to see if they're really in the faith so just understand the importance the absolute importance of holiness matter of fact as it said, and as I read to you in Hebrews chapter twelve, verse fourteen, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So if you're living an unholy life and you're claiming that you're a child of God, you have deceived yourself, you are lying, and you need to re-examine yourself to see if you're really in the Christian faith because you may not be and this is a This is a warning, but it's a loving warning to all of those who may have the opportunity to listen to this message, and you're probably living a life that is not pleasing to the Lord and you're in um, habitual sin right now so we have been saved to holiness we have not been saved to say that we're saved and then to live the same way that we live prior to our profession of faith in Jesus Christ it's very important that you understand that distinction so please don't miss that we have been saved to be holy and to be holy is not a bad thing it is a good thing it is a command And it is absolutely necessary to be in the family of God. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you if you didn't understand that, understand that now you've been saved. You've been chosen to be in the kingdom of God to show forth God's uh, holiness in your life. And so we are to be shining bright lights in a dark, in a sinful and in a hopeless world. And so let's let's do that and let's do that with joy and let's do that unapologetically let's do that without um, feeling bad about it but feel good about it and so and what that should also uh, compel us to do is to check ourselves to make sure we're living a life that is above reproach that is above disgrace so that we can share with those whom we may contact with the love of God that's in Jesus Christ knowing that if we're living holy that holy life Will show forth in our um, presentation of the gospel and in our daily living. All right. So hopefully this message has been a blessing and an encouragement and an enlightenment to many of you, and perhaps just a, a reminder to all the rest. So God bless you for listening. This is Brother Dale. I'm signing off, and I'll check. I'll check with you soon on another episode.